Good afternoon. Welcome back to RWV Live. We're so glad you're with us today. I'm Chesley, and I'm here with Pastor Mary Jean, and I am so excited to be back and to join you guys on this journey through the book of Esther. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Uh, we've been looking at that uh, in chapter 1, just getting a picture of the kingdom of God, uh, enlightening us in chapter 2 about Esther's grooming process and just preparation in the Word. And uh, chapters 3 and 4, we're going to get into Esther's intercession. You know, she um, we learn a lot about her beauty and her the beautification process, but it was truly just her heart for the people that really inspires me. Amen. So thank you all for interceding for me last week. I was a little down, and uh, but I've risen, and I'm so <laughs> grateful. So thank you for your prayers, and I'm just glad to be back. Amen. We're glad to have you back. Thank Ms. you. Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be with you. I miss you when you're gone. Yes, I miss you And I you know too. everybody else does too. <laughs> So, Esther, I call yeah. you my little Esther. Uh, the book of Esther, gosh, there's so much in here, Chesley. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, I just meditated on it almost all day. Just, I just like, Lord, my head's so full. It's, there's so much in here. Amen. And so I want to review a little bit from last week. Uh, this is, like I said, out of the Jack Hayford um, Spirit-Filled Study Bible, just the introduction to the book. But it talks about how... Um, the book of Esther is a graphic narrative which relates how God's people were preserved from ruin during the 5th century B.C. And I think that's interesting that we're doing Esther right now mm. because um, God's people are yet again in trouble. Yes. And we need some Esthers to arise right. and some Mordecai, Mordecais to mm -hmm. arise. And so um, uh, it would be good to study this out. Esther is a study in the survival of God's people amidst hostility. So that's where we are today. Mm -hmm. The people of God are, are in a hostile environment. And then <clears throat> a unique feature of Esther is that the name of God is not mentioned in this book. But the picture of God is all over the book. Mm -hmm. You know, you see pictures and we're going to, as we move on into chapter one, we're going to see in the third year of his reign, the kingdom, he, he manifests his kingdom. And so we're going to look at the kingdom of God a little bit today because we live out from that kingdom of God. Yes, amen. And so <clears throat> the unique feature was that the name's not mentioned. However, the imprint of God and his ways are obvious throughout, especially in the lives of Esther and Mordecai. <clears throat> you know, uh, it says in the, uh, I guess it's in the Psalms, but Moses knew God's ways mm -hmm. but the children of israel knew his acts mm -hmm. you can know his acts and know that he's yeah. he's powerful and that he can do miracles and right. seek after miracles all the time but moses knew his heart right he knew his principles he knew his ways yeah and there's, so there, i was just gonna say there's a difference between knowing about him and truly knowing him yeah you, know, you can know his heart yeah you, it's different to even with people mm -hmm. you know you can know a lot of things about somebody, what they do, where they live, what, but to really know someone intimately, you have to, to know share, God is different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And that's what we want to get to know him more intimately. So, <clears throat> uh, however, the imprint of God and his ways are obvious throughout, especially in the lives of Esther and Mordecai. 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 <laughs> These Hebrew and Persian names are a little challenging. <laughs> From a uh, from a human perspective, Esther and Mordecai were two of the most unlikely people, and I, I I underline this because I want us to get it. Two of the most unlikely people 
to play major roles in shaping a nation. Mm-hmm. God is looking for some Esthers and Mordecais today yeah. because our nation of Christians mm-hmm. is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And we're in a hostile environment right now. Yeah. And so we need to study the principles in the book of Esther and know how to behave ourselves in the midst of trouble. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were the most unlikely. So you can see how God could pull up the most unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Gideon. He yes. says, I'm so small. I'm from right. the smallest tribe. <laughs> well, so what? It takes yeah. one man mm-hmm. to believe God's word and bring it into mm-hmm. manifestation. To be it? willing and obedient. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And you'll eat the fat or the fruit of the land. Yes. So... Um, Mordecai, and they were the most unlikely people to shape the nation. He was a Jewish Benjamite exile, and she was his adopted orphaned cousin. <laughs> Esther's spiritual maturity is seen in her knowing to wait for God's timing to make her request. And I, I, I thought that was an important point because, you know, you can, you can have the Word of God, you can have all of the things, but if you don't fit it with the timing of the Lord, mm-hmm. and sometimes I know when He seems to be slow, He's not moving at all. He's actually moving. Mm-hmm. In fact, waiting on the Lord is an activity mm-hmm. in itself. Yes. <laughs> and waiting for that proper time. He's. Um, we we were just challenged a couple of years back in the cell of a house, waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we had to go back to basics mm-hmm. and practice the power of confession yeah. and trusting and pressing into God. Mm-hmm. We had to practice that all over again. Yeah. You never get past that. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is a, a finding the right maturity, uh, having the spiritual maturity to be willing to wait and stand and wait for God to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we've discussed it before. I've always said, you know, sometimes it's like a tennis match. Mm-hmm. Have, are you waiting on me to hit the ball back, Lord? Or am I waiting on you to hit the ball back? Whose court is so, it in? Yeah, whose court is the ball in? So, um, and Mordecai also demonstrates a maturity to seek God for timing and direction. Uh, he knew Esther, uh, he knew the right time for Esther to disclose her identity. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, that's another thing we're going to see about her. She had a submissive attitude. Mm-hmm. She was willing to submit to her to Mordecai, he was her authority, mm-hmm. and then the king became her authority. Right. And she was a submissive. She had a submissive attitude, and oh my goodness, that is such an important aspect yeah. of our walk with God. If you can't, if you can't develop submission, mm-hmm. whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you can't develop a submissive attitude, you will never have all God's got for you, mm-hmm. because that's just part of the deal. And we remember, I was uh, made a note here that the E and the M mm-hmm. spells mother. I think we have a slide for that. The E and the M spells mother, and the motherhood side of the God is the redemptive side. The Jewish uh, elders say that the uh, through the years, when God moved in his redemption, he moved out of the female, the motherhood side of, of the Godhead, and uh, the motherhood side, the female side, the... The help ministry side yeah. is the redemptive part. And when redemption is drawing nigh, so we see the E and the M, Esther and Mordecai. You see the E and the M with uh, Aaron and Moses. And then you see the E and the M again with the, uh, which it hasn't happened yet, with the Messiah, and Elijah. Uh, Elijah and the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that's sort of exciting. Yes. When God's moving in redemption, he's moving in his feminine. Remember, don't get offended by that. Remember, he created us in his image. Mm-hmm. Male and female created he them in the image of God. Right. So his image is male and female. Mm-hmm. And we just, that's what restoration of women's virtues is all about, Amen. is studying out how that plays out, how those positions play out. Mm-hmm. So... um One of the main purposes of the book of Esther is to show us from the lives of Esther and Mordecai a classic example of successful teamwork. And that's what we talk about a lot here, too, on restoration of women's virtues is the male-female in the home, the mother and the father, the male, the female, the husband, the wife. Mm -hmm. And that's a team. And that that is the strongest team Mm -hmm. for prayer that there is. A man and his wife, the full image of God, Mm -hmm. coming together harmonizing in agreement if any two of you agrees in touching about anything in the earth i mean you can just know it's done it's a (laughs) done deal when you get those two in agreement in harmony yes i'm gonna go home and pray with my husband (laughs) (laughs) me too i want to go home and pray with my husband really he says if any two of you agree if you harmonize about anything in the earth it shall be done for uh, my be done for you by my father who is in heaven amen so that's powerful. Yes. And so um, their their teamwork is powerful. The success of their, and I thought this was important, the success of their individual roles, even their very su- survival, mm-hmm. depended entirely on their unity. So they weren't trying to be, you know, in today's world, women are trying to be men and men are trying to be women. They weren't trying to do that. They each took their particular part mm-hmm. and fulfilled it. Yeah. And did a, um, a, a, a work of perfection. They perfected their individual part mm-hmm. of whatever instead of saying, well, why not? Why? Why are they doing that? Why aren't I yeah. doing that? <laughs> it no. wasn't a competition. It yeah. Was a fulfillment. It's a completion. Right. It? And, it, and so. Um, the success of their individual roles, even their very survival, depended on their unity. Wow. And Esther shows how God destroys those who try to harm his people. And I was reminded that um, all through the Proverbs, it talks about how evil will self-destruct. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corruption and evil going on in the world today. I mean, it's beyond pale. Yeah. And But the point is, is that... Just you just hide out in the secret place with the Most High God, mm-hmm. and and keep the word coming out of your mouth, yeah. and stay uh, built up in the Holy Ghost. And evil will slowly self self destruct. Mm-hmm. It it self destructs. Yeah. It destroys itself. But it goes back to that submission. You know, a, a lot of times we talk about the. Uh, the scripture that says, you know, resist the enemy and he has to flee. Mm-hmm. But first it says, submit to God uh, and then, then resist the enemy and he has to flee. So right. as long as we're in that order, you're right. Like eventually <laughs> it's going to run. The right. fear, the Amen. anxiety, the whatever plans the enemy has, mm-hmm. he folds every time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He has to. Yes. Well, the thing is, is he runs out, he runs out of gas. Yeah. If you will. And we, our tank is ever filling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it talks about be ever filled with the Holy Ghost, singing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we re- we refuel. Yeah. We can, um, 
Jesus was resurrected from the dead. We can resurrect. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part of us that's so eternal that it, it will resurrect. Yes. And when the devil dies, he dies. Right. You know, so <laughs> when he's done, he's done. Yeah. Queen Esther is similar to Jesus in several ways. She lived in submission, dependence, and obedience to her God-given authorities. So here we see her her um, submission and her submissive attitude. And it, it, these two books uh, talk about the work of submission, uh, the power of submission. I like to say submiss- submission is not a dirty word. Yeah. Which some women go, ooh, awful, awful, and <laughs> archaic, and how stupid, and mm-hmm. and I I feel sorry for them because they don't realize what they're missing out on. Submission is a power word. Yes, it is the word Jesus submitted unto death mm-hmm. on the cross. To the, he he submitted himself to the Father unto death on the cross, and he was um, changed the world. Mm-hmm. He changed the calendar. He changed the universe. Yeah. He changed lives forever. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful word, submission. Yes, amen. I always think, uh, Jesse, about what would we have done, one, if Esther had not been submissive, mm-hmm. the Jewish nation would have not survived. Yeah. But also, look at Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was yes. doing the Christmas programs, I thought, what if Mary had said, you think I'm going to get on a donkey eight months pregnant and mm-hmm. ride that far? No, yeah. I'm not doing that. Well, please, I mean, going back... You think I'm going to carry this baby and I'm not even, you know, I mean, yeah, even right. that, you know, she right. could have been. She said, be it done unto me according yeah. to your word. Mm-hmm. So, and also we see through our studies here in Restoration of Women's Virtues that submission is a military term. Mm-hmm. It's a military term. So, um, basically to fulfill your part of the assignment. You know, if you were with soldiers out on the military field, mm-hmm. you, everybody has a job to do. And if right. everybody does their job right mm-hmm. and doesn't try to go do somebody else's job, mm-hmm. uh, then everything will be successful. Yeah. So, as, and here's a part I want to take a little rabbit trail. I told Chesley we're going to take a few <laughs> rabbit trails. And she said, well, we like rabbit yes. trails. <laughs> That's where we find lots of goodies. <laughs> yeah, there's little hidden treasures. <laughs> but when when it talked about her being submissive but her also... She fully identified herself with her people and fasted for three days as she interceded to God on their behalf. And uh, Hebrews 2.17 tells us that in all things, Jesus had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. As such, he both fasted and prayed for his own. And I thought of some intercessory prayer stories or uh, scriptures. And so I wanted to... um, We'll look at our slides now. Um, excuse me. I'm here. I'll just say hi to some online people oh, good, while good, you're good. looking. Go, 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 go. Uh, Miss Barbara Wright is with She's us. She's so and faithful. she had a Thank birthday you. yesterday. Yes. Happy birthday, Miss Barbara. We and Miss Raja and Miss Udexi is with us. So we're glad you're here. Hi. <laughs> we are glad you're here. Yes. We're all going to be Queen Esther's when this is yes. done. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm sure you've, if you've studied the Bible at all, you know the story about Abigail. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're, we're looking at Esther's ability to intercede. The, the, the fact that she fully identified herself with her people 
and fasted for three days. You know, there's uh, three days. If you fast for three days, it's a cleansing. There's something cleansing about three mm-hmm. days. Remember when um, God told Moses, take my people out three days in the wilderness mm-hmm. and to worship me? Yeah. And, the, and Pharaoh would say, you can go two days. Yeah. Or you can... <laughs> You can go two and a half days and don't take your, your sheep mm-hmm. or your cattle. Or he, he just did not want a full three days right. with something to offer for a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there's something very, and if you fast for three days, your body gets totally cleansed. Mm-hmm. You know, just if you've, I remember when I was fighting uh, allergies, I was believing God to be healed from allergies. And, I went to, I played bridge with my neighbors at the time. This was way long time back. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bridge club and I was the one that was really into studying the Bible and going to church all the time and all of that. And more than the other people that I played with. But, but, uh, and I go to bridge one night and I, and I'm, I'm teaching on healing. I'm believing <laughs> in healing and I'm sneezing my head off at, <laughs> And they're all doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, Lord, what's, what caused, I mean, I said, you and I got to have a talk. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. <laughs> well, I had never fasted and I'm not really, really good at fasting, mm-hmm. but, um, I had never fasted, but I thought if I have to go to bed for three days to get, to do this, yeah. I'm going to, if I have to go stay in bed all three days just to get through <laughs> this, but you know what? He made it so easy. I fasted on fruits and herbal teas Mm -hmm. because fruit doesn't disturb your digestive tract. Mm -hmm. So I fasted on, I'd suck on fruit balls, frozen fruit balls. (laughs) And you know what? The the prayer group that I was in that Friday, they had a a covered dish dinner. And the Sunday school class we were in that Saturday (laughs) night, they had a spaghetti dinner. You might know. But I took my little fruit balls and my little herbal teas and I made it through. And Sunday morning, I felt like the Lord just said, you are squeaky clean. And we yeah. took communion in church that morning. Awesome. And I just, I, I felt clean. And, and it took a few days for my nose to get readjusted mm. and healed. But I got healed from Amen. allergies Amen. through that, you know. But the fasting of three days cleanses mm. your body. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there's something very healing about three. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Abigail, uh, in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 25, 24, she, she, well, let's see, let me tell the, the I'm sure you know the story, but I'll, I'll just review it a little bit. Abigail, her, her husband's name means stupid and a fool, and, and he was. Mm-hmm. And she was a beautiful woman with good understanding and, and all of that. And so her husband was wealthy and had lots of, uh, sheep and cattle and things like that. And David's men were out in the wilderness and they guarded and watched over while his sheep were being sheared and everything. They kind of guarded him, mm-hmm. his, his household. Mm-hmm. So David sends his men in to ask Nabal, Abigail's husband, if he would give them some food since they had been guarding his properties. And he just said, who is David? What do I care about David? Mm-hmm. Who is, I mean, he's shunning the anointing. Yeah. I said, oh, David's going to be the next king. <laughs> you right, might right. want to be nice to him. <laughs> and so it kind of reminds you of uh, entertaining angels unaware because you never know where yeah. this person's going to be going. True. So Abigail 
one of her young men came to her and told her that Nabal had shunned David and how David had been protecting them. So Abigail gets on her horse or donkey <laughs> and she rides to meet David in the night and she takes all these offerings to him. When she comes across him, she gets off of her donkey and she bows down before him and she falls at David's feet. This is on our slide and says, upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. And let that handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. Mm. This is a true, and then uh, mark this as true intercession. Esther fully identified with her people and fasted three days. But she fully identified. When you're interceding for somebody, you have to fully identify with that person. And see, Esther did that. Yeah. And Abigail is a good picture of that also. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take, and she said, Upon me, let his sin, one verse, let his sin be upon me. Wow. I think so many times, you know, when I look at this, that we pray out of judgment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not out of true, uh, uh, not out of identification. Yeah. I mean, I remember once in prayer, uh, praying for somebody and the fears that they that they experienced came on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt so fearful, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, and the, th- the thing is when that happens is you, you know what to do with it. The point being an intercessor is you take that and put it at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Jesus took that for us. Mm-hmm. And so you put it at the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus. You rebuke the devil. Mm-hmm. Another time I was praying for somebody who got some really, really bad news about a, family member and it was uh they were very corrupt and and this person didn't know it and when you find out that you've been lied to duped and duped (laughs) yeah you're angry Mm -hmm. you know you're angry and i remember praying for them this this these people and it's like the lord said you you do the praying because they can't right now. Mm. So my prayers of intercession over the situation, I did it in their behalf mm-hmm. because they, their wound was so deep, they couldn't do it right now. So I did yeah. it on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And that's how we stand in the gap, mm-hmm. you know. Right, because I think a lot of, like you were saying, praying out of judgment, sometimes we pray for people to just Change. stop doing a certain yeah. behavior mm-hmm. or, you know, be better at this or that. But... My goodness. I mean, what is causing of, that? Right. Where did it come from? Where uh-huh. did that stem from? And mm-hmm. and having that kind of compassion that, you know, well the reason why this person might make this choice over and over or act in this way or have this behavior is because of some experience they've had or because of a, just a wrong mindset that right. they don't know any better and they just need to be set free or, you know, released or mm-hmm. unbound from whatever it is that's that's holding them. And we have the you know, by praying out God's word over them, we could do that. Or we could just sit there and be like, you just need to be better. <laughs> yeah, you just need to change. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But I just love that line. Upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. Let yeah. his sin be upon That's, me. That's what Jesus did at the cross. Yes. <laughs> oh. The Lord is really funny. He's got a great sense of humor. (laughs) And one day I'm driving along in the car complaining about something in my life. And uh, I said, I I just don't, 
I, I don't have to put up with this. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I was just really complaining about this effect it was having on me. And, and the Lord said, I'm probably not the best person <laughs> to tell that to. <laughs> Being that I took your sin on my right. body at the cross. Yeah. I said, oh yeah, I forgot. That's who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, um, he gives us the grace to deal with this though. It's mm-hmm. not like, this is not a part of our, our fallen nature. Mm-hmm. Our fallen nature couldn't do this on its own. Mm-hmm. It's when we get, fit, we get born again and then we get filled with the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and that helps us. So. And we all have to work out our own salvation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we want compassion and grace when right. we're misstepping or, you know, kind of dealing with us. Misstepping. A bad there you habit. go. You know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just misstep. Oh, I misstep. I misstep. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but that's true. Yes. It is a misstep. You know, miss the mark. That's mm-hmm. what the word sin means, to miss the mark. Yeah. We don't have to call it sin. No, I know, no, we don't want to call it sin. <laughs> but missing the mark, I mean, yes, it's, it is. I think for years, though, we've uh, not acknowledged so many things that are considered sin because mm-hmm. they're missing the mark. What mark are you missing? Mm-hmm. You're missing the mark of his glory, right. of his perfection. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're not expected to be able to, to walk that out all the time. Yeah. But uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can learn and get better at these things. Yes. And that's Amen. what we're doing. Amen. And so, um, so uh, the fact that Esther fully identified herself with the people and interceded to God on their behalf. And so, um, and Jesus became like his brethren, mm-hmm. took our sin upon him. He had done nothing wrong. Yeah. And he took our sin upon him. And that's what Abigail did. So you see a picture of Jesus in her. And then, um, just two other scriptures I wanted to mention is that in Exodus 25, 21 through 22, it says, Thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I give thee. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony. (coughs) Excuse me. Hmm. So the mercy seat, you know, there's. uh, I had a, a lady say to me one time that she used the term unsanctified mercy. I'd never heard that term, mm-hmm. and I thought that's true. If the if the if the mercy seat, these cherubim, which are uh, the word for cherubim, is an old um, Babylonian term meaning intercessor. Hmm. So you have the cherubim. They're one of the angelic uh, mm-hmm. hierarchies. The cherubim, the two cherubim, faced each other, and their wings touched, and their eyes looked down on the mercy seat. Right. In the Ark of the, in the Tabernacle, mm-hmm. but in the Ark of the Covenant. But the, the mercy seat rested, set upon the law. Mm-hmm. The Ten Commandments were in there. Mm-hmm. And so the mercy seat is looking at the law, but the seat of mercy is there to protect you, you know, to help you mm-hmm. with the law. Yeah. If, if the law is not, if the, if you don't judge the situation according to the law, then the mercy that you bring is not God's mercy. It's just mm-hmm. man's mm. unsanctified mercy. Yeah. Well, why would we even need mercy if there was no law? The law? That's right. <laughs> That's and so sometimes I like to say, you know, that, that uh, when, when the mercy people, uh, the ones with the mercy gift, mm-hmm. uh, you got the mercy gift and then you have the prophetic gift, which is strong on the, sh- the sharpness, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 
and they have to blend and come together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yes, it's do. time for the prophet, and sometimes it's time for the mercy yeah. seat, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you just have all mercy, mm-hmm. it gets it's, messy. It's called mercy gone amok, <laughs> and it's a mess. Yeah. But if you true. have all swords and prophets stabbing everybody, mm-hmm. that's a mess too. Yeah. Nobody will get healed. And right. Nobody will change in that. Right. Just be wounded. <laughs> that's what we'll forever be wounded. So. And so, uh, just as he said, I will meet with thee. I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. So, uh, having an attitude like Esther and uh, Abigail is very important. Mm-hmm. And then God will meet with us. He is a merciful God. Yes. Thank you. Lord. And I like to say, if you're going to err, err on the side of mercy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you may err, but err, I would rather be a little mercy gone amok mm-hmm. than, than to, to crucify yeah. somebody unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You I know? Agree. Yes, definitely. But sometimes God will tell you, deal with this. Bring down the truth. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring the hammer down. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have to be willing to do it then, too. Mm-hmm. Now, another scripture like this is in Numbers 789. When Moses was gone into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, the Lord, then he heard the voice of one speaking unto him from off the mercy seat that was upon the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubims, and he spoke, spoke unto him. So just knowing in this merciful mentality, in this merciful attitude, um, with your eyes set on mercy, that's where you're going to hear the heart of God. You're going to hear from God. Yeah. And that's what Esther did. She fully identified herself with her people and fasted three days so she could hear from the Lord. So she she purified herself i mean we're going to get into her purification process for instance uh six months with the oil of myrrh and six months with the um uh what was it six months with the oil of myrrh and six months with the sweet aroma sweet aroma well i like to say the sweet aroma of the knowledge of god that's Mm -hmm. an exciting little study is to see what all comes to you through the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So having a knowledge of God. Yeah. And and uh, when we get this attitude of let that sin be upon me, and we say, Lord, show me how to pray for this person. Yeah. Show me how to pray for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Show me, Lord, what what is the where do we put the axe to the root of the tree? Mm-hmm. What where where do we um, pinpoint the real problem here? Yeah. What is what brought us to this place mm-hmm. and what it's really uncomplicated if we get the direct yeah, target. I agree. <laughs> so, um, so when Jesus came on and we'll be closing up with this, um, we'll look next week at it. When Jesus came on the scene, the first words out of his mouth were, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Yeah. We're, we're going to look a little bit at the kingdom and to know that we, uh, that, that's why you want to practice the mercy mm-hmm. and let an intercess, you want to practice intercessory prayer on a regular basis mm-hmm. because you want to be able to see the kingdom and these, these, these practices of mercy and the kingdom and intercessory prayer, they are, oh, it reminds me in Isaiah 58. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the fast that I have chosen. That mm-hmm. you undo the heavy burden. That you let the oppressed go free. Yeah. That's what he's looking for. God's looking for an intercessor. Wow. He sees all the sin. 
He needs a man to stand yes. in the gap or a woman. Yes. And remember, we were looking at mothers in Israel. Yes. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> we were looking at mothers in Israel from yeah. Deborah. Mm -hmm. That helped leadership. Mm -hmm. was weak and flabby yeah. until I, Deborah, rose a mother in Israel. Amen. And so Esther is going to rise up into her queenliness. Mm -hmm. But next week we'll look at Esther versus Vashti mm -hmm. and uh, then how, how her grooming process came. Amen. Amen. It's going to be good. And the kingdom, the time is fulfilled, the Lord says, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. <laughs> we can repent and ask God to forgive us wherever we've Falling short yeah. and and not done our part mm -hmm. and uh, say, give me an assignment, Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Give me an assignment. <laughs> Amen. I just hear these things and then I want to pause and think about it. Yeah. <laughs> My little meditator wants to go out and meditate. <laughs> <laughs> meditate on all of this. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, if if we maintain these uh, the mercy of God in our hearts. And keep a pure heart and a clean, clean hands and a pure heart. Mm -hmm. We'll hear from him more surely. Yeah. And um, and he may assign you here, and you've got all these problems in your life. Mm -hmm. But if you take care of that, he'll take care of this. Yes. And so he is good. He is he faithful. Is, he is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. So they're flashing us a one-minute sign, <laughs> just to let you know our guys are flashing us a one-minute sign. So we want to. Just let you know that you can, where can they find us, Chesley? You can go to our YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is uh, Restoration of Women's Virtues, and you can look up uh, past programs, and there's plenty there. Or if you just want to catch up, or next week before you watch, if you want to just kind of review what we talked about this week, yeah. uh, you can find all of them there. Amen. Uh, you can also go to womensvirtues.com, which is... Uh, the, the website web for restoration of women's virtues, and you can find Pastor Mary Jean's books and products and things like that. Um, we're also sitting in the sanctuary of West Houston Christian Center, so we just Amen. invite you to come. We have services in person. Uh, Nine o'clock, we have Sunday school. Tracy Harris is going to be here this Pastor next Tracy Sunday. Tracy Harris is going to be here Sunday. Miracle at services, miracle yes, services, and six o'clock p.m. So we invite you. Um, if you're a member here, make sure you invite someone else. Uh, it's a good time to be in the kingdom of God. That's that's right. And it's yes. a good time to be in the kingdom of God. And we should know mm -hmm. our benefits of kingdom living. Yes. Amen. So that's what you learn at West Houston Christian Center. <laughs> yes. Amen. Well, we love God you all. You. And we will see you next, next week. week. God bless Amen. you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.